Abraham Lincoln warned that the philosophy of the schoolroom in one generation will be the philosophy of government in the next. Would you like to know what's being taught in today's classrooms? Welcome to Say What? with attorney Mark Schneider and Pastor George Roska Jr. They'll explore the issues facing children, parents, and society as a result of the public schools and the forces behind them. Say What? is the radio program of Protect Our Kids, which seeks to inform and equip concerned citizens about the looming crisis in American education. So listen in as your hosts, Mark Schneider and George Roska Jr., unpack the issues and organizations affecting our children. And now here's your hosts, Mark Schneider and George Roska Jr. Hello everyone, I'm George Roska. And I'm Mark Schneider. And we want to welcome you to today's episode of Say What, where we talk about the threats to our children in the public school system, including the strategies behind the corruption of our children in public schools. That's right, George. The scriptures declare in Ecclesiastes that there's nothing new under the sun, and that's certainly true of the strategies at work in our schools today and broader society. And in fact, Mark, I think we uncovered a lot of these things while we were digging up and researching the topic of comprehensive sexuality education a couple years ago. We did. And to start this topic, George, I want to read a quote from Vladimir Lenin. And it goes like this. We must be ready to employ trickery, deceit, law-breaking, withholding, and concealing truth. We can and must write in a language which sows among the masses hate, revulsion, and scorn toward those who disagree with us. Now, keep that in mind as we sort of walk through what's been happening uh, the last few years in the public school system. You and I both know, George, that um, when we were putting together the materials for our first Comprehensive Sexuality Education Conference, we uncovered um, a quote from uh, a young man named Daniel Vellareal, who wrote an article in Quirky Magazine, uh, where he said, can we please just start admitting? They accuse us of exploiting children, and in response we say, oh no, we're not going to make more make kids learn about homosexuality. We swear, but let's face it, that's a lie. And George, that was back in 2011. Ten years ago, wow. Ten years ago. Say what? That's a say what moment, but an even greater say what moment is what happened just recently. There was a video that came out from the San Francisco Men's Choir. Gay Men's Choir. Gay Men's Choir. And uh, I think it's worthwhile for our audience to read just a few stanzas of what was in this video. sing it? Well, I don't have a very good singing voice, so I'm going to defer. Uh, I'm going to use my discretion and not sing it. But uh, our audience will will get enough just from reading these these stanzas. Here's what they sang, and it's it's a very sort of well put together song. Here's the lyrics: You think we're sinful? You fight against our right. You say we all lead lives you can't respect, but you're just frightened. You think we'll corrupt your kids if our agenda goes unchecked. Funny, just this once, you're correct. And then the song continues. We'll convert your children. It happens bit by bit, quietly and subtly, and you'll barely notice it. 
We'll convert your children. Yes, we will. Reaching one and all. We're coming for them. We're coming for your children. The gay agenda is coming home. The gay agenda is here. So from 2011, you know, sort of this obscure article in a, in, a, in a magazine for the gay community to out in the open on YouTube, stating their agenda out in the open. And, you know, as you know, George, today it's, it's everywhere. Uh, we have drag queen story hours that are now all the rage in the news and in public libraries across the country. Of course, we've been talking about the radical sex ed in our schools for a couple of years now. Uh, the campus LGBTQIA+, the, the words just keep getting added, clubs and celebrations throughout the school year on campuses. And then, of course, there's the media examples of this constant stream of indoctrination. Most recently on Disney, um, they're re- apparently rebooting their show, The Proud Family, to center around two gay dads and their adopted daughter, who is a racial activist. You know, So we've we got to have it all in the family. It's interesting <clears throat> how everything comes right back to CSE, CRT. They blend everything in together, and we constantly remind parents because it's all part of the critical theory umbrella worldview. That's why you will see all of these things coming together. It's all part of the same package. In fact, in California's ethnic studies uh, framework, uh, the LGBT uh, uh, program is embedded throughout that. Mm-hmm. So it's it's all the same thing. Uh, Nickelodeon uh, just launched its Trans Youth Acting Challenge, which encouraged transgender youth to send in audition tapes for Nickelodeon to watch. And last month, a 13-year-old transgender, Sasha Cohen, appeared in an episode of Danger Force, right? So, the, you know, th- this is all targeted to kids, to children. The question is, why is that? Why are children the target? Well, one obvious answer is, well, oh, if you... Wait up, Mark. Are you going into conspiracy theories right now? Well, I, I, I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, and I don't believe in that, but the evidence is pretty compelling, I think, of what's, what's going but what's on. what's interesting to me is because in the past, <laughs> we've always been accused of that, and yet they're all true. <laughs> this is their own language. Yes. This is exactly yes. what's happening. The, the quotes that we're making are direct quotes from, from direct sources. So to, as to the question, why children? Well, if you can change children, you're going to change society. And so there's no, it shouldn't be any surprise why we're seeing this implemented in K through 12 uh, school system now. I mean, CSE and critical race, critical race theory has been around, as you know, George, for quite some time. But it was always at the university and research level. Now it's being pushed down to K through 12 education. And K through 12 education is fundamentally different from university education because that's voluntary. K through 12 is compulsory education. And, and the other thing that I'm seeing, Mark, about, you know, why children. So you mentioned CRT used to be just in academia, right? And now what I'm also seeing is all of these popular authors of CRT, right? Robin DiAngelo, Abraham Condi. um, They are creating children versions of their popular books. And that's what the teachers union is now pushing 
to have as reading material in the classroom. Uh, very, very concerning um, because if you can change children, you're going to change society. But there's even a more sinister motive when you start looking into the sources of some of this. Yep. And one of those motives is to open up children for sexual consent. Um, let me go back to uh, the 1972 National Coalition of Gay Organizations. So the audience can look this up. One of their planks, Plank 17 actually, was to repeal all laws governing the age of sexual consent. And interestingly enough, George, that same year, the Boston Gay Liberation Front presented a list of demands to the 1972 Democratic Convention in Miami. And guess what their demands were? Lower the age of consent. Exactly. In fact, they said any legal rights parents have over children should be dissolved. Rearing children, they stated in their planks, is a community responsibility. In fact, they called for self-determination regardless of age. Now, incidentally, they also called for things like disbanding the armed forces, the FBI, and all uniformed police. Uh, And they called for the formation instead of what they called the people's police. Now, where have we heard this before? This is back in 1972. Now we don't even blink an eye when we see this in, in BLM and uh, riots across Antifa. the country. Antifa, the, the calls for getting rid of police forces, de- defunding them complete, completely. So the question is, how did we get from 1972 to today? What, what has been the strategy to make these sweeping changes where now we're just accustomed to it? We, we're even used to it. Well... It goes back to 1989 in this famous book uh, called After the Ball. And I know you're familiar with this. Well, I remember when you actually introduced me to this book, I was shocked. I couldn't believe how blatantly honest these people were. This is a uh, it's actually the blueprint to normalize homosexuality in society and by extension subjector gender identities throughout our culture. And it was written by two very astute Harvard-trained people. One was Marshall Kirk, a a psychologist, and Hunter Madsen, who is a Harvard-trained social scientist. And together, these authors set out three distinct phases to their plan, which they openly admitted, George, and this is a quote, depends centrally upon a program of unabashed propaganda firmly rooted in long-established principles of psychology and advertising. Yeah, they brought the marketing world and the psychology world together. They did. And as you know, these, these, these three strategies uh, have terminologies associated with them, which is the first one is desensitization. The second one is jamming. And the third one is conversion. So remember those terms, desensitization, jamming, conversion. What is desensitization? Well, it's just that. It means flooding society with subtle, inoffensive portrayals of homosexuals in normal daily life. 
with the objective being to get people accustomed and used to seeing homosexuals just as, you know, normal, regular people, just like us, the same moral fabric, no difference. And this indeed started occurring in the early 1990s. Uh, The authors go on to quote, our purpose is to inundate them, the public, in a continuous flood of gay-related advertising presented in the least offensive fashion possible. So this means gays in commercials, very subtle at first, you know, brief instances, then in TV programs, sitcom, dramas, they're everywhere now, uh, then feature-length films. And once this desensitization goes on for a number of years... We're ready for the next step. And you know, Mark, you, you see it today very clearly because you might be watching like a very clean, you know, series on Netflix about something, and then they come out with season two, and then season two, boom, they change everything up yeah. on you, and it's like. What just happened? What just happened? Well, it even gets worse than that, George, because the the second strategy that uh, uh, the authors pointed out in their book After the Ball is called jamming. And this occurs after a period of years in which desensitization has become very successful. So in jamming, the object is to paint people who object to or even question the gay lifestyle as bigots, homophobic, you know, haters. Let me give you another quote. This is directly from the author's mouth. The trick is to get the bigot into the position of feeling a conflicting twinge of shame. Propagandistic advertising can depict can depict homophobic bigots as crude loudmouths. Our effect is achieved without reference to facts, logic, or proof. It's quite a statement. And talking about facts, logic, or proof, the same exact thing goes for the CRT side, where facts, logic, or proof are just you know a sign of white supremacy. Uh, again, vilification, yeah. right? Yeah. You're you're a hater. You're you're a supremacist. You're, you're a cis patriarchy. So the the objective is to vilify those who are against this radical agenda. And again, another quote. Here, this is directly from the book. The Nazi story alone will be a sufficient opening wedge into the vilification of our enemies. After all. Who on earth would choose to be associated with a Nazi? Who indeed? Yeah. Uh, nobody. Even if it's not true, just call them a Nazi. Throw the label out there. Yeah. So you could, you could see how this started to happen. Uh, in their book, they said, we need to associate everybody who opposes homosexuality with images of Klansmen uh, demanding that gays be slaughtered, hysterical backwood preachers, menacing punks. Uh, they urged the use of presentations of Nazi concentration camps where homosexuals were tortured and gassed. In any campaign, the authors wrote, to win over the public, gays must be portrayed as victims in need of protection so that straights will be inclined by reflex to adopt the role of protector. So at the same time they appealed to people's good natures, they portrayed critical slinkers as Nazis, Klansmen-like, or hysterical religious bigots. Wow. 
I mean, th this is just absolutely a say what moment. I mean, parents, uh, citizens out there that are listening to this podcast, it's so important to understand that there is an actual greater agenda as part of this movement. And I think once you understand it, then you understand why parents like ourselves are so uh, frustrated is not even the right word. I mean, we're, we're angry. We should be angry. Because uh, it, it's a complete con job. It, it is a con job that has been uh, extensively thought out, this program put in place, a strategy that's been designed to corrupt people's thinking over a period of decades. And they've been very successful at this, George. And this reminds me, you know, the, the same tactic is exactly what social emotional learning is doing to our kids in school. Yes. It's a big social engineering project. They've done it to America over the course of two to three decades. They have indeed. In fact, the, the third and final uh, uh, thing in this process is called conversion, where the goal is to convert the masses, not just to tolerate, but in their words, to celebrate the liberation from past moral norms. Mm -hmm. And the method used to accomplish it, as the authors transparently state, is through psychology, whatever it takes, in their words, to make them like us. And again, another quote. We mean conversion of the average American's emotions, mind, and will through a planned psychological attack in the form of propaganda fed to the nation via the media. It makes no difference, the author said, that the ads are lies. It's incredible. Mark, what stood out for me here, and this is a big say what moment, is the quote to make them like us. And in fact, from the beginning, we see God create, creating mankind and saying, let us make man in our own image. Wow. And here is men trying to make other men in their own image. It's just absolutely horrendous to see how man in a depraved state running away from God still tries to imitate what God has done. In fact, we want to do the same. Part of the counterfeit worldview. Exactly. But here they openly say it's all about deception. Yes. And it's interesting, George, that one of the chief signs of the last days is deception. Mm -hmm. And it's been at work now for decades um, in, in a very well thought out, planned out stratagem. Well, we see this same wordplay uh, from all the big CSE curriculum providers. Mm -hmm. they're, they're using the same language uh, uh, behavior. The, the goal of CECAS, for example, which is Sexuality, Information, and Education Council of the United States, has very little to do with sex education, right, in the classical sense. Rather, as their motto plainly declares, they view sex ed as a vehicle for social change, Full stop. Say what? <laughs> That's the real intent. And here's, I guess, the, the thing for parents to, to understand, because Sikas is kind of like, you know, the, the, the god of the sex ed movement 
they are the ones that try to push for these laws to happen, and they are constantly quoted, you know, from the statistics that they have about the benefits of of CSE. Mm-hmm. And and yet, if we would only understand that CICUS is really another one of those organizations that are part of the social engineering equation, they cannot be trusted. Anywhere close to our kids. And they're not alone in organizations that cannot be trusted, that uh, purport to be uh, on the side of children. Another, the main one being Planned Parenthood. Now, just think about that that label, Planned Parenthood. Uh, Planned Parenthood has nothing to do with becoming a parent. It has everything to do with preventing parenthood. Mm-hmm. And regarding sex ed, it's a means to, in their words, and this is on one of their websites, they've taken it down now, but the, the, it was there, to, quote, foster equitable social norms and structures, advance personal gender equitable behavior, transform gender roles, and change existing policy and legislation. That's wow. the true intent of what they were trying to accomplish through radical sex ed. You know, Mark, I always refer to Planned Parenthood as Planned Murderhood, but I, I also like the way you put it. It's preventative parenthood. It is. <laughs> that's what they're doing. And finally, another big organization that's responsible for so much of the curriculum that we see coming out for comprehensive sex ed is uh, Advocates for Youth. What's their motto, George? Oh, my. Look at this young, powerful, taking over. They're out there with it, taking over. So respect for years of lived experience, knowledge, and history, and earned authority are gone. The conviction of youth confers upon its possessors alone the right to rule society. And more and more and more, we see uh, a a, a diminution of respect for the aged, for the wise, for the elderly. And we're looking more and more for the wisdom of youth. And they're not hiding it. And this same strategy, George, desensitization, jamming, conversion, is now being applied to crit- critical race theory. Only it's being done at an accelerated pace. Yeah, I mean, they've basically been doing it in the last 12 to 16 months. They have. I mean, one of the most prominent examples is, of course, this uh, 1619 project that was published in 2020 in the New York Times, which is a it's a propaganda campaign with the goal of rewriting history or, as they term it, reframing Mm -hmm. history. So I want to go back to this quote by uh, Vladimir Lenin. We must be ready to employ trickery, deceit, law-breaking, withholding, and concealing truth. We can and must write in a language which sows among the masses hate, revulsion, and scorn toward those who disagree with us. Does that sound familiar? It's exactly the same strategy that's been deployed by Madsen in his book, After the Ball, and is now being used to get CRT in all of our K-12 through public education system. Trickery, deceit, withholding, and concealing truth. Dividing and conquering and creating labels upon labels upon labels 
to put people into boxes and then having them go at war with each other. Uh, this goes uh, back to uh, the Frankfurt School, Antonio Gramsci, who is the famous Italian Marxist, who talked about we can't bring about Marxism by what he called a war of position. We need to do it by war of movement, which is the same strategy, George, deception, indoctrination, desensitization, jamming, and finally conversion. And the frightening thing is we're getting very, very close uh, to seeing them accomplish their goals. And so it's time uh, for parents to stand up, be aware of what's going on. Look into these things themselves. Don't take our word for it. Yep. You, can, you can get the book. You can learn the materials. You can do your own research. But the time is to get the, our heads out of the sand and realize what's going on. Yeah, we're not conspiracy theorists. We're just reading for you exact quotes. So. So thank you for being with us today on this uh, episode of Say What? And uh, we do encourage you to go to our website, protectourkidsnow.org, and please subscribe so you can see the latest news. Until next week, we'll see you then. Take care. You've been listening to Say What? The radio ministry of Protect Our Kids, where they seek to inform and equip concerned citizens about the crisis in American public education and the forces working against our children. Join us at this same time every Saturday as attorney Mark Schneider and Pastor George Roska Jr. unpack the issues so that we can better safeguard our nation's children. For more information about this program or Protect Our Kids, email the show at info at protectourkidsnow.org. That's info at protectourkidsnow.org. And join Mark and George right here next week at this same time for another episode of Say What?